Hi, this is Jared Croker. Why are you listening to this podcast? These guys know nothing. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. Blake. And this is the podcast, formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest storeroom buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No, well, we actually had to move it because the shark was threatening to come. So this, we're in a new, even more secret, yeah. deeper. There's another level. Quite filthy. The filthy, filthy story. It's really quite filthy here. And uh, we're brought to you with the extremely dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum on the internet. Get online and get engaging with people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do. And if we're talking about people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do, uh, you should come down and buy your products from the good people at Landspeed Records because they've got all your LPs, CDs, vinyl, uh, T-shirts, and especially Audio-Technica gear, which is just absolutely magnificent. Um, because they're a wonderful sponsor of our show. And we once more are joined by our special guest star all the way from the West Coast of the United States, Matthew Heather Locklear-Lenevez. Matthew? Hello, gentlemen. I'm just here with a bit of spot of fishing. Just trying it's to like catch a some salmon. I'm just, it is a putter. <laughs> I'm just trying to act like I'm casting to catch some salmon. Um, yeah, I'm sorry I, was, I was sorry I was a bit late today. I had to go to the vet. My, it seems my dog's a bit weak-gutted. Yeah, what a week, what a week, what a wonderful week to start off. Can we go back to the week before when we won? Can we no, talk no. about the game against the Titans and no. Hudson Young's pass and how great Fogarty's game was? Because I'd rather not talk about last weekend and there's the there's, ongoing saga. There's plenty of other things to talk about. We don't need to go into too much depth about the Penrith game. Um, while we got you here, Matt, though, we do want to say we do appreciate you um, giving up your time and coming on because, uh, you know, you clearly got better things to do, but you, but you do graces with your pleasure every mm. week this year, and um, it brings a level of of, of knowledge and analysis mm. that otherwise. Where, where's wouldn't... this going? Where's this going? Usually, I get abused when I come on here, and now I feel like there's a. <laughs> well, we felt we felt bad about abusing you. We've we've had we've had a moment of clarity. We did have a moment of clarity where we realised that pretty much from the moment you come on board that I particularly have shown you zero respect. Um, I've treated you the same way as I treat anybody else. Um, and yeah. you're weak got a dog. I Go really on, am. I really am. Where are you we know, going? Uh, I, I just want, well, it's been really nice, but you know, we think new and <laughs> no, we're not going. I don't have any idea where he's going. Just saying, we appreciate Matt. And uh, if you're listening, I don't. If you're listening on um, iTunes, although or... I did have someone the other day say they were really impressed with you because you were surprisingly knowledgeable on the game of rugby league. Yeah, he is. He knows his stuff, man. He knows a lot more than we do. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify. Feel free to jump on, give us a review, subscribe, you'll never miss an episode. 150 subscribers now on, on Spotify. Have you got nothing better to do with your time? Nothing, really? Nothing? Unbelievable. Okay. Okay. I, I, don't, I, know I, I don't know who he's talking to now. I will say, yeah, I I will say people, I have, started, I have started listening to this podcast myself because my son wants to listen to it all the time. So I go through that and, and I come away thinking to myself, gee, that uh, Danny Stewart, he's pretty funny. Is... Um, is it a bit like I watched Greece for the twenty seventh time last night? Uh, they showed it obviously because Olivia and John sadly, sadly passed away. Mm. But um, it's probably a bit like me when I first saw Greece as a seven year old. A lot of it went over my head. In but the now, Capital Theatre in Monica? No, I saw it in the UK where people were smoking in the cinema. But anyway, I was seven years old. Um, in the in the north, mate. In the north. What yeah. were they smoking? Whatever they could get. Craven mm. Ace. Okay. 
Look, let's, we let's... do have to remember just on our Livy because I particularly, and I know you're a bit younger than us, Matthew. Um, that, not that that's very hard because you know the, grand, the, the, the grandpas <laughs> here are pretty old. Um, but you know, Livy was a, a big part of my childhood growing up, and uh, particularly loved the woman. Um, unbeknownst to most of you, I have been a pretty bad singer in my time, but uh, most of my chops I learned from singing was sitting in front of the Grease and the Xanity soundtrack singing along. It's, it's a sad day, right? It's, it's, you know, she's obviously been an icon and hasn't really worked too much for a long time. I've been a crusader for um, cancer research and especially with breast cancer, but, you know, the outpouring around the world, you realise the effect that she had. There's certain films that you don't, re you don't really know and certain icons, I guess, the effect that these Australian actors musicians artists have had until you leave the country and you do realize yeah. how how mega they really are and olivia is certainly one of the biggest exports i think australia's ever had i i had um, one of those experiences matthew on a train from amsterdam overnight train from amsterdam down to uh milan where i was with two italian guys luciano and giuseppe would you believe and we, they couldn't speak english i couldn't speak italian they found i was australian and proceeded to play me acdc loudly all night. Do you know there's, when do you I know knew how big they were. Do you know there's a correlation between all these great Australian uh, acts that we've mentioned: BGS, Olivia Newton-John, ACDC, uh, all from England. Uh, Russell Crowe. None of them are actually from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Half of ACDC are born in Australia. Thank you. Let's Cl just Cliff and back um, the track up there. Cliff and um, Rudd. Is that right? Anyway. No. Anyway. Let's let's get down. Okay, to we've it. got some news. Okay, the big news obviously is uh, the suspension for Ricky. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I'm not going to go too hard on on on. We've had our sort of debate backwards and forwards over the last few days, and I'm not going to be too harsh or too critical on Ricky because obviously I think you know he's hurting. He knew he made a mistake, but in terms of the punishment, um, I think the NRL got it right. I think in one week is pretty much bang on because they needed to. I mean, what he did. You know, despite what Jamin Seven did as an 11-year-old, it, it's not acceptable. And Ricky talks about, you know, what it means to be a Raider and sort of, you know, the, the behaviour off and on the field. And he's got to set the example from the top. I mean, I don't think he's alienated the playing group in any way. I'm sure he's all the team still behind him. But I think, you know, in that forum, he shouldn't have said what he said. Yeah, and look, and he knows that. He knows that he should have just kept his mouth shut on that. There's no question about that. What I want to know, right, and this is what I come down to with a week suspension and 25 grand, there wasn't a swear word in that. Weak is not a swear word, gutted is not a swear word, and dog is not a swear word. Now, none of them, when you tie them together, are a particularly nice thing to say about a person, but none of them are an offensive term. So you've got, yeah, we'll get to you in a second, yeah. Lanevez. Ricky's sworn plenty of times in press conferences before. But this <laughs> is what I want to say. We've got Matt Lodge, who was who was registered to play in the game after literally going to Rikers and scaring the hell out of a family and yet we, we registered him to play. We've got people who've beaten up their wives who've got stuff like this who haven't had this sort like or have either had this level of punishment or so on. They've got to be careful with making an example of someone when it's outside the realms of punishment that happens to other people. Consistency is what I'm calling for here. One of my issues with this consistency is He's made to go to those press conferences. Everyone says, oh, it's part of his job. Well, it's been part of his job for the last eight years since they mandated it in the NRL operations manual because the broadcast partners want it. And that's fine. That's, that's what we do. That's who pays the money and so on. What's also mandated is that trainers get off the field as soon as they deliver their message. Oh, we're not going to go back. No, no, no. This, what yeah. I'm saying is they've got a rule book 
We're and they're choosing which rules they follow and which they don't. They're not following ones that actually affect the gameplay, but they're coming down hard on ones that have nothing to do with the game at all and only do with the broadcaster. And that's why this game is now run and owned by the broadcasters. And it's not about the it's, game. It's, it's about it was, the entertainment product. It was an awful And look. if Ricky is nothing else, he's entertaining. Matthew, you got your hand up. Oh, no, I just... I mean, I. it's, it's hard... You know, we're all Raiders fans listening, like I say every time I jump on the podcast. But um, you know, I'm sure we're copying it from all of our mates that are, you know, in Sydney or Queensland or whatever. But I, I don't know. Like I, every time I've I've been in a film or a television show, you go online and you look at what people say about what I've done, and it's a lot worse than what they're saying about Ricky. And you know, you go on Twitter and what they say about this podcast or that podcast or this person or that person it's a lot worse than what ricky said and that's still a public forum i don't know i i'm i'm citing and i don't always but with you know paul ken on 360 i i, I feel like you know um the nrl's kind of missed the boat on this one and they're reacting and they're managing the situation because mm. it's gotten out of hand but i don't think it's uh, clearly what he did was wrong the platform was wrong he's apologized he should be fined I don't know why it's a personal fine, why the club can't pay it. I also don't know why he has to sit out an entire week, not just game day. You know, Nathan Cleary almost broke someone's neck and yet he was in the stadium on the weekend. So they're just, the rules are so like oddly gray and yeah. you know, it's, the it's, NRL it's has reacted so strongly. And well, there's not even consistency because it's the first time this has ever happened. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and what's we've also it's not it's not even just what Salmon did when he was 11. He also kicked Starling in the nuts and in the head. Like it wasn't a a simple thing. And I watched every second of that that presser, and Ricky was really calm. You know, he, he tried to make pretty objective call on Fisher Harris, and then it was just at the end that he said the week got a dog thing. And I I didn't think it was that big a deal to be honest. I mean everyone's I'm, I'm not necessarily in australia so i don't see all of the news and but the reaction is like it's it's massive and i just don't i think it's a massive overreaction to be honest i i, I personally don't see it as such a big deal and mm. as soon as someone apologizes it's in the public forum as well and we realize what it's done and you could just move on, but you know, but the thing was coaching us this weekend. It's, it's just really strange. Yeah. The thing you wouldn't have seen is that that got covered on every network, Everywhere. every show, every mainstream entertainment, media, radio show, et cetera, but that's what et cetera, they want. They want that because it's, well, like yeah, it's, we, we've said here, tickets. we've, yeah, we've said here, if we don't have, um, Ricky at the Raiders, the Raiders ain't going to talk about, well, we talked about plenty in the last week and it hasn't been in a good light. And you know, the NRL had to be seen to be punishing him and doing more than just a fine because, Fines clearly don't work, and they've decided they want to go down the route of sitting a player out, which which there's no precedent in the NRL, but it happens in the Premier League, it happens yeah. all over the place. But I think the one the one reason I'm not completely against the NRL in this is what they've done now has hopefully killed the issue and says it's resolved because it did yeah. have the possibility of going down a very murky route into the courts with the Salmon family and 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 sort of stuff. Well, that which I think would have dragged this on in the most horrible way. And I think hopefully, while I'm not completely on board with what the NRL's done, um, while the club has completely accepted it without, com yeah. you know, like well, without, they did the right thing. Comment. They did the right thing. But I think they've gone down a path that's actually given something uh, hard enough that this matter will now go away as well, opposed very to hard, dragging mate. on. Well, the Salmon family it's calls not, for action, so they, 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 you know, they had to, they had to have action. I'd love, yeah. no, I'd, I'd love to have it out and love to hear what the Salmon family did back then. Why not? Yeah, you know, I, 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 I think I there's bet a you lot they, of I bet people. You 
I bet you they don't want it out in the public sphere. And, and also, I bet you Ricky doesn't want it out too. He probably just wants to move on. I no, and just, move on. I think he does. I'm certain he does now. And maybe we the, should move on too. At this the, point. The, we will. The one thing I will say is I had a lot of involvement with a large soccer club in Canberra and dealt with a lot of kids when they were 11, 12, and 13. And while some of them that I thought were complete little, I don't know, insert your favourite term, I'm not going to say weak gutted dogs because I didn't think that's what, what I'd go with, but insert you know whatever you think I might say, back at that age, one or two of them surprised me later on and turned into really good people. Yeah, so exactly. don't give up on them. But the vast yeah, majority no. of them, you show me... Oh, you know, this, I mean, this, this, a person I'm, at I'm that not age, to, it follows I'm not defending. I'm not defending what Ricky said. I'm not defending the platform. I just think the punishment was too harsh. I don't mind him sitting out the game day, you know, like on the day you can't coach, you don't go to the stadium. But making him sit out from 4 p.m. on a Wednesday to 4 p.m. the following Wednesday, it's it's just like, it's, it's I don't know, it's like primary school stuff. I just, I find it really peculiar, um, you know, and I, I'd like to see whether they'd have that, if, they, if the NRL would have the balls enough, if it was Brisbane or the Roosters, but... You know, who knows? And we, we can move on as Raiders fans. We've always known that we've got a pretty passionate coach that also can Look. put his foot in his mouth. And But we love him for it. And, and I'm glad he's my coach. And I'm, I'll be glad he's my coach next year and the year after that. And, and yeah. I'm I'm 100% behind Ricky, you know. And, I, and if anything, as we know on our chats, the things that are puzzling us more aren't what he said in the conference. It's his selections or some of the tactics so we can move on. You know what I mean? Like yeah. really? Yeah. The, the, the best case scenario of all this is the team, but he is really motivated to, to win the game for him. And I'm sure they will be. I'm sure they'll go out there and absolutely rip in and, you know, they'll, they'll do it for Brett White. They'll do it for themselves. And they'll do it for Ricky. So but, uh, let's look forward to the game. Part of, there wasn't a suggestion from people online. I saw that people should boycott the, uh, um, Viking clap in in protest. Why do you give oxygen to these just random, just like actually? I actually, didn't think it was the worst idea I'd ever heard because it's I part know, of the spectacle that... they all do. And what if no one stands up? It makes a pretty strong statement. It's one of the crazy things, though, isn't it? Right now, the modern world that we live in, where the smallest minority voice might be the most obscure, like obscure opinion, so it becomes the loudest. It's why Trump became president. You know, it's why suddenly certain small, you know, loud voices when it comes to whatever topic you might be online. They just they they get trumpeted further and further, and I personally with this one, um, you know, I'd like to. I don't think we should. Like, suddenly, we all heard that people want him to be suspended for four games. But that's what I'm insane. saying. Rest, the, rest of the season, people. But no, but that is it's why. Insane. That is why I think that that one week was the right outcome. It sort of placates those people, and uh, you know, the club happily accepted that punishment. They said they would accept any punishment. I mean, I, I would have thought that maybe. I mean, they must have known something's coming from the NRL. And so they didn't sort of preemptively do their own punishment because sometimes it's better to be seen to be on the front foot, you know, handling these things in-house. But anyway. Well, that's Ricky, why he apologised because the night the night of, he didn't apologise. Danny Wilder uh, got hold of him the night of and yeah. he said no. And then the next day... The steam would have still been coming out of his ears. Yeah. But the, the NRL, like Paul Kent saying on 360, the NRL has been looking at trying to bring down some punishment like this. And I was on a different... That's a bit, of a, conspiracy. Of, that's a, bit of a conspiracy theory. But it just dawned on me while we're having this podcast that I think it might have been Todd Payton. Remember Todd Payton said that certain clubs get the rub of the green? Yeah, but you don't get stood down for that. You don't get stood down for a week for that. I don't that's know, man. That's a conspiracy like, theory. That's a conspiracy theory. We're living in a we're living in a world where we have a guy running the competition who suddenly decides to change some of the fundamental rules of a sport that's been played for a hundred years. Let's just back the truck up and realize that 
This is a dictatorship it by wasn't a guy the first. that likes greyhounds. Come on, let's. Just... It wasn't the first rule change in a hundred years. Anyway, let's move on. No, Other no. News. But what I do want to say is he has to pay the fine himself, which I think is ridiculous. But that is he has fucking to. ridiculous. The, the club can't pay it, and as it turns out, we can't do crowdfunding in order to pay it because they won't allow crowdfunding to pay for it. But what you can do to show support for Ricky, not that you're supporting his outburst, but you're supporting him. That you're supporting him and you love him Don't as a coach, as I certainly do. Go to, and we'll put this on our, our platforms, go to the denote for uh, donate for the uh, the Ricky Stewart Foundation for the autism support. How much support. are you stumping up? I'll, I'll be supporting up. Malarkey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to put it on that. Tax deductible? Of course, it's a donation. I'll be putting up $50. 50 cents? I'll be putting up... No, that's only you 50 can put cents. In, you can put in the 50 cents for all those bets. Go in there, donate, and put in your comment. Free Ricky. Okay? Free, hashtag, hashtag free Ricky. Hashtag free Ricky. Donate money to the Ricky Stewart Foundation and show the coach that you love him. That's all right. You can, it, it can be two bucks. It can be five bucks. It can be whatever. Free Ricky. Just and he'll know that you love him. the equivalent of what is one kilogram of salmon. And we can move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheap, can, okay. stinky salmon. Mo- moving on next. Um, another big thing that came out of that, uh, out of that game is... Um, Joe Tarpany, he's been our best player all year by a mile. Uh, and now, you know, he's out for an indefinite period. Rib injury. Mm. What, are you, what, are you, what are your sources telling you, Pork? At least a week. Well, at least he's week. out. He's out this week for sure. But whether he comes back n- next week, he's still going to be compromised. They'll have to needle him up. Needle him up. Yeah, and it's I, a pain I, management I, thing. I, now, I suspect it? it's yeah. I suspect it's a two week thing, and it's not going to go away. This is a long term one. It is is exactly what Matthew says. It is a pain management one. So. He needs at least a week to get it to the point where it can be impacted. But people are going to know it's there and go straight for it. And the way he plays, the way he stands up, that's going to get hit. So mm, he's going to know that's there. And so we've got the Knights up at Newcastle next Sunday. I would suspect we won't see him for that. I think we'll see him back against Manly on the 27th. And yeah. At that stage, I reckon he'll be right. But the, the question is, by that stage, will we we'll still be a viable finals yeah. option? Look, you know, he's the most. he's been by far... Our most important player this year. Oh yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. when you Without think, question. thankfully, Emre's probably had his best month that he's had for a couple of years, and Hallsborough played seventy-four minutes in Reggie's yeah. last weekend. So played pretty well. If we can cover, medium, yeah. medium red had a blinder. Yeah, the Beaujolais, <laughs> large red, <laughs> big slim. I'm going to see if he likes the Beaujolais, which name he particularly likes. Uh, I don't think weekend. I don't think he's a wine wanker like you. A wine wanker. <laughs> A wine wanker like me. This is it's this level of personal invective, which is why you're having to apologise to Matthew now. You're Mate, I'm asking. I'm I'm now calling for a twelve thousand dollar personal fine. You got to sit down from the podcast for a week. Wine wanker. Oh, and we want to send out uh, from this podcast well wishes to our, our great friend, Cole Copeland, who unfortunately yeah, had, a, had a real issue health-wise the other day. Fortunately, it looks like he's come through. But we must also say good on you, that diet adjustment, mate, the, the new food coming yeah. through. I will have eaten some of those dishes you put in front. Couldn't have said that for many of the other things. But right now, mate, there was one of those salads you came up with. Mate, well his, his his days of putting a sausage roll in a roll. <laughs> yeah, hey, apparently yeah. they're over. Apparently they're over. But you know, good and on the, good on you, Cole. We actually did. So I'll get to this a bit later. But there was a bit of an audit done by a listener who I'll mention later um, of the listeners of the week. It was he went through. Just in yeah, case he went through. We'll, I'll talk about it later. But he went through and checked out who were the listeners of the week every week. Cole Copeland previously is has been a two time listener of the week, unbeknownst to either of us. Well, you didn't See, keep a record. And, and the pre- snuck in there. Yeah, so, well, it, it, 
There's only one three time. There's only one three time. Yeah, we're not going to take it back. How are you, Wanda? Hope you're well. Hope the new job's going well, Wanda. Um, so we've okay. got uh, we missed out on Elise Katoa. Yeah. So <clears throat> news came out in the, this week. Were we in the market? Yeah, very much came, so. He very came. He so. checked out the facilities. He liked it. They were very hopeful. Um, they put a, a deadline down for when they wanted him to sign. He didn't meet that. Went, they withdrew it. He went to Melbourne. Yeah. So there were three clubs apparently in the running. We were one. The other one was the. Um, Dolphins, and he chose the Storm, and look, you know, a lot of players probably would choose the Storm over Redcliffe and the Raiders, but, you know, I don't know, we've obviously made a competitive offer, and we're pretty confident of getting, chose to me that we're definitely in the market for, you know, someone that can play in the back row. Yeah. Someone asked me... Um, He's on, big for the back row, you can play front row as well. Yeah, well, someone asked me on Twitter, you know, if we were looking to sign any players um, in the off-season, I said, yeah, we're definitely looking for a back rower, and I think someone, you know, Adam Elliott's going, big loss... We need, we need a small mobile forward in that mould as well. Those are mm-hmm. the two things I would be targeting. Outside backs, wingers and stuff like that, we've, we've, we're have we well-stocked. Right. Like Michael Osamua, in the, um, I've watched him a couple of times now. Yeah, he was good. I he's enjoyed brilliant. him the Reggies last he's week. Been, he's not playing this week. I don't know if he picked up a knock or something, but know, yeah, he he's, he's been really good. So yeah. Eli Katoa has been, he's, he's one of those players that he burst onto the scene what, at the beginning of last year for the Warriors and he was amazing. Mm-hmm. He's offloading. He played on an edge. They've tried to move him in the middle and then back out to the edge. His defence isn't great, but I guess we could probably... You know, when you've got some pretty good um, leaders in our club like we do, he'd probably learn a lot from them. Tarpani, Papali'i and Whitehead. But we're, just to your point, like, we're really going to miss Adam Elliott, man. Like, Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, every day I wake up, I, I look at my phone hoping that he's backflipped. I'm just, <laughs> oh, you're, hoping, you're hoping he comes out and does, does an interview uh Isaiah, Isaiah Papali'i 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 saying, Isaiah. oh, I'm still not sure if I'm going to go. Oh, yeah, still waking look, up with my manager. This is the thing. He was playing okay football before he signed with Newcastle. From the moment he put pen to paper on that contract, he has played his guts out for this club to say, just because I've signed somewhere else doesn't mean I'm not going to honour But I also think at the start of the year... He got more minutes. Yeah, I think at the start of the year, it wasn't that he was playing badly. He was poorly used. I mean, it's pretty obvious from the start of the year that he should have been our 13. He was on the edge. He was in the middle. He was coming off the And he was playing like 20 minutes. before halftime. And he was playing 20 minutes and trying to cram 60 minutes of, of... you know, talent into not talent, but sixty minutes of impact into twenty yeah. minutes of making mistakes. And now that he can find his groove and he starts his game defensively, mate, he he's he'd be if he was starting at thirteen from the beginning of the season, he'd be challenging Tarpany for the Malmeninga medal at the end of the comp. I agree. It's I totally like he's agree. that good, and it's I, sad to I, see I him actually go. think he's the other player that's a chance of getting it. I don't think there's any other player. Well, no one else is a chance, but the other really you know form player and this guy's been outstanding is Hudson Young. Yeah, and to think, right? No one's talking about this. Hudson Young got dropped to reserve grade mm. when we when we went on that losing streak. Round five, or round six, he was playing. He played a couple of weeks in Reggie's. Yep. Yeah, he did. I mean, that's well. another thing where, as you know, we know Hutto's been. He's been in and out of first grade. He's been used in different roles. Maybe he's only just suddenly found his spot. I know. Obviously, um, the beginning of last year. He, he was okay, and and it was Ryan Sutton who kind of started really strong. Yeah. And then Hutto, I remember that game at Wollongong. He played through the middle, and I thought he was a middle forward. And yeah. then on the edge, they moved him out later in the year, and he and he was suspect in defence. But now defensively, he's fantastic. I mean, uh, and yeah, obviously Hutto's he's locked down that spot. But I mean, if we're going to talk about the game against the Titans or even the game on the weekend, 
Jesus, Corey had a word of Naira. He came on and made two massive defensive mistakes within two minutes. It was yeah, just so this 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 is the problem, is that everyone's going, Well, drop Elliot Whitehead, drop Elliot Whitehead, drop Elliot Whitehead. Nah. He's the problem, he's the problem, he's the problem. And then you know why, you know, Ricky has had the reluctance with um CHN for because for all his attacking brilliance. And he does have five missed, He had five missed tackles yeah. on the weekend, and, and the other back rows had zero. Yeah, for all his attacking brilliance and the fact that he can come out and put an absolute shot on, like he put some shots on Edwards, he put on some really big hits during that game. But yeah, he's he's defending on the edge, and and it's not some of those ones where they just go straight through, and it's is he's the cause. Well, I remember it's the communication of the defense, right? It's a not necessarily yeah. his tackling; it's the communication with Fogarty, where like they're, they're in and they're out, and they're, yeah, just... they they look like Blake Austin and Joey Lalua sometimes. They just oh. like, they don't know each other. Um, but it's not surprising that Panthers um, exposed that because they were the people who moved him onto the Bulldogs in the first instance. Yeah, and they know what his Cameron Serraldo knows what his stuff was, so of course they exposed it because they knew exactly what to do. Yeah, we're going to finish off that... this new segment before we go really into the Panthers game. All right, Banner Day this Sunday. Get out there, the Dragons game. Do the Viking Show clap. Your pork. Don't do the Viking clap, but make a goddamn freaking banner. Make a banner. Show your pork. Uh, uh, place your pork. Raiders by 56. Show your ass. Raiders by 56. Uh, Raiders Something about Ricky. The pork. I wonder if they will allow... You know, sometimes they're a bit picky about what banners they allow. And I wonder if there will be any low-gutted dog banners allowed. I, in I would say... Just, um, I'd say no. Raiders review with Blake and the pork. A pack of low-gutted dogs. <laughs> okay? I, I think someone's going to make that, that, uh, that banner. Isn't the greatest banner of all time in rugby league history the... Um, the Alan Tung one. Yeah, my, like... my mate made all those banners. He also did, did he? when yeah. So last Carmichael Hunt's last ever game, he had the banner which Carmichael. said it said only soft hunts play AFL. <laughs> AFL. <laughs> yeah, you don't, need, what, you, don't need, you don't need an, you don't need a, a big willy when you've got a awesome tongue or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's that was yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. But if you are at the game, please join in the Viking clap. Come on, man. Let's get behind the side. We need to win this game. I know. Pork don't listen to the pork earlier. trying to boycott it. I really I maybe don't, that was a Viking terrible clap. idea. It was a year and idiot. The Viking clap is ours. It is not the NRLs. If you don't want to support the NRL, no. The Viking yeah. clap is, is is a Scandinavian thing, which well, we well, I understand there, that. No, it's Norway and soccer, and I get it. And now the Minnesota Vikings do it, but in the NRL, it is the Canberra Raiders. And we don't need to give anyone else justice. We need to galvanize, get behind the boys, as another podcast says. Get behind Brett White. Get there and support him. And the Dragons, we've lost a couple recently. We need to win this we game. Have. And we if have. we win this game, we could we could still get All in right. the eight. And we... But make a banner and donate to the foundation. Yes. Um, One last bit of news. Yes, go. Andrew McFadden has announced he's moving on at the end of the season. Um, yeah. Could take you up a, a development role for the Warriors, which is obviously an area that they really need to work on. And, you know, it's probably a, 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 a good job for him to take. Uh, I was a little bit surprised. I was a little bit surprised. I think when he came back here, I mean, I don't know whether it was ever clearly said to him that he was being groomed to be one day replace Ricky, but I think that that was kind of the vibe that he probably would have had and the vibe I had. And it kind of seems that... I've never, not for one minute, had that vibe. No, I have. And it kind of seems that sort of no sooner did Ricky... Um, this could be his conspiracy theory. No sooner did, did Ricky announce that he was re-signing for two more years as head coach or extending his deal by so another three years or whatever it was, that Andy Max then decided, actually, you know, I'm going to move on. Because everyone would, every assistant coach, would harbour ambitions to be... 
Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. But I think Andy Mack might end up being back at the Raiders. I don't think it's any ill will. And if you if you go back in the history of the Warriors, you know, Phil Gould signed for that develop, develop, developmental, Jesus Christ, developmental um, job just pre-COVID. And then... Do you, he have to take it. do you have to blaspheme? Do you have to blaspheme? And then the Bulldogs, Matthew? then the Bulldogs made him better. Yeah, right? then the Bulldogs signed him in. Do you have, have to blaspheme? Blasphemer? I do because I'm yeah, not Bulldogs religious. And then having up. having spent time over in New Zealand, that's the biggest issue that that club has is the amount of talent that's coming through at the junior to say you know like high school level that's being poached by um, Canterbury, the Roosters, the Raiders, whoever. All those schools, all those schools, though. Like Joey Manu, like there's and... just mate, there's so many good players that are coming out of New. Zealand. Zealand, and they need someone that probably knows those pathways and who who would be better than someone that's already coached the club so it's yeah. probably a really good opportunity no, no, for it's a good sign. andrew and and i think he might end up being back at our club you never know mate honestly because yeah, i think he's done a pretty good job and who knows he, we should probably look to bring in though someone to replace him because we brought back um crawley as the attack coach and geez that hasn't worked out after seeing that game against penrith on the weekend whoever's in charge of our attack is not doing a good job. That and was looks, bad. Eh? And it looks like Brett bad. White's now being groomed as the, you know he's the guy taking the reins this week. He's he's the anointed successor, which I I don't know about either. I mean I I like Brett White what he brings, but I don't know if he's really screams head coach to me. Uh, but yeah, I think we need to bring in. So I, I'm I'm not necessarily convinced any particular individual person's taking charge of the team this this week that's uh, in those seats. Um, and I think that's why they've made a particular point of saying that. I'll be interested to see who turns up at the press conference. Um, uh, I won't be surprised to see McFadden turn up there, or Brett White, or Crawley turn up there. But or, I have all a feeling three. Or all three. Danny Stewart. Danny Stewart. Or, or Danny Stewart might come <laughs> in. I'm there. available. It could even be the football manager Matt Ford, who right. who takes a very long. Very... Are you going to actually ask them like if they did come and ask them tough questions, or are you going to just throw up your usual? I ask tough questions. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hi, it's former Canberra Raiders captain Alan Tung here. And you know I don't actually go in footy tipping comps. But if I did, I'd tip the Raiders every week. Anyway, let's talk about the Panthers' loss. It was it, it was, was crap. It was rubbish. Awful was defense, dis- awful disappointing. attack. Disappointing. Yeah, the defense, like some of those... Um, I think the word insipid is the one I want to go with. The ease with which they scored. Uh, a couple the of those one tries. where Zach Wolford didn't get across for the first try they scored. Yeah. I would just like how many times Matthew over the years, and it's not just playing in a Penrith shirt. Has Appy Corrissau scored that try against the Raiders? Yeah, a lot. Uh, manly. A lot. I mean, ridiculously so easy. And Ricky said in the press conference, he's, obviously he'd briefed them on that. Yeah, and they Wolford's... trained for it all week. Yeah. There's a couple of players that. We all know it can get to us. It's Daly Cherry Evans. It used yes. to be Benji Marshall, Carlin Ponga. Appy's one of them. It's Ben Hunt. It's Sorry. Ben Hunt. Sean Johnson. Ben Hunt, but Ben Hunt just does it like twice a game and he wins him the game. But Appy's just he nicks away and nicks away. And one of the things that we were exposed on the weekend is it's it's really alarming as it's something which now and then in our bad games, when we're not winning that that contact and that collision, we we do look like we're really gassed. Like we have a, a much bigger, a much slower defensive unit. You know, I remember a couple of years ago when we were lining up our side to be this sort of dominant defensive team around 2019 and then the game changed. We just couldn't keep up. And this no, was the first right. game this this is the first game this year that we looked not even close. Like it wasn't our own mistakes. It wasn't um I mean, our attack wasn't great, but just when they started to punch in the middle, 
it, it was almost, you know, Penrith by 56. It was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, man. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and when, they, just... when their lines moving up, just, just we're trying to get over our own end. It was like that game earlier. It wasn't quite as bad, but it had deja vu of that. We're trying to get over our own end, and their just lines is moving up so And, and the other thing... And is... I was looking at the ref, too. I was like, mate, because they were getting away with a fair bit on the ruck, and we weren't. And Ricky said that on the presser, but it was just... As soon as you know, as a fan, if you're looking to the ref for that, yep. you know yeah, it's yeah. like we're, know. we're clutching you know the back foot. That's right. The, 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 there's always the the Grant Atkins Penrith conspiracy. Look, and, but... and would you believe I actually did some stats on this before the match because I'd heard people saying Grant Atkins he's biased for this, blah blah blah, and all this sort of stuff. So I looked at it. Grant Atkins before that match had coached uh, had refed the Raiders 29 times. The Raiders had won 19, lost 11, 62 percent win rate. Yeah, I know you've said in the past we have a good record against him. For Penrith, he's covered them 26 times before that match. The Panthers have won 18, lost eight for 69.23. So yeah, they do have a slightly better record. Yeah, but they've also won every game for the past two years, so they should have wrecked. And he's done a lot of those. So it's it's one of those situations where there's not much in it. It it, it. it isn't there. Knowing Grant Atkins. I'd be stunned. No, no, absolutely stunned to find out that he had bias. No, nah, it wasn't the ref. The, the biggest, the most alarming thing to me that I noticed watching that game, apart from line speed, and especially after twenty minutes with that Dewey ball and Penrith started yep. punching through the middle, and is just how often um, Rapana was out of position yep. with their the kicking. try, but... the try that <laughs> Stephen Crichton went through. He wasn't even on the screen. No, and, and then even just the kicking, like the amount of times Sullivan found the ground and okay. then it just rolled. It Rappen was insane. Rappen had an awful, awful game yep. at fullback and it, in Last fact makes me want to go, on the burst! Why the hell was CNK not named on the extended bench last week? That was just the most amateurish, stupid thing I've seen from the Raiders in a long, long time. They clearly knew that um, Xavier Savage was struggling to be fit for the game. Yeah. And they, they didn't have CNK... On the extended bench, he was playing reserve and grade. It's ridiculous, and they put Rappen. He in ran two hundred meters plus mate, too. In, in Reggie's, he ran two hundred and thirty. He had a meters. great game in reserve grade, and we didn't have him there. And it's just—I mean, I love Rappen, but his days of playing fullback, you know, were well and well, they were only they were barely there. He has a couple of good games, but they're well and truly over. He doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the gas tank. He doesn't like. That was shocking. That was such a poor decision not to have it's seen tough, isn't it? available. As as fans, we see we see a mistake pretty early and you don't want to overreact because we're, we're not we don't have the ear of the players so you don't want to just constantly flip and flop and suddenly you have no trust if you're a coach but we saw Rapp on a play against South Sydney earlier in the year at fullback and was it South or was it against the Warriors what was the Warriors. game was the Warriors the Warriors, Warriors game sorry it was, it was the Warriors game where car crash oh my gosh it was a and train you, wreck you'd, you'd have to think you just put that in the queue and think okay we're not going to play but right I, so, that, so they so they named Hopawadi at fullback I would have rather Hopawadi played at fullback, Absolutely. and I, we could I see. Completely would have. And we could we've see seen him played at fullback in Reggie's. Yeah, but also his 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 efforts have been great. He ran for a huge yeah. amount of me. He's one of the most amazing, I think, of anyone on the team. Again, yeah. um, I would have liked to at least see what he could offer there. But yeah, it's crazy. Just just not playing, having yeah, CNK no, on the bench. has to play. He'll he'll do what Elliot's doing now. He'll play out this season if you give him the opportunity. He will put his heart and soul into every run of that he does. Of course he would. Of course, and it just reeks of some sort of like. He was not named on the extended bench out of some sort of like spiteful motive. Or here's a, there's no other here's bit of a question. Having watched that game, does Hopper Whitey lose his spot for the rest of the year? Why would he lose his spot? Well, well for, it's for a start, next week. Cottridge is back. I think no, Cottridge will come back in two weeks. No, he's out for one week. I think Cottridge will come back in. I think Ricky would drop. 
Or who I, I agree with you, but who was our better winger on the weekend? I know. It was Hopper Whitey. And the week before? I know. Hopper Whitey. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so he did some dirty carries in that game against the Panthers. So many. Oh, mate, I was really proud for the kid. But it, it, it wasn't even like that try. That try against Crichton, it was, was a pain in the ass. But it was yeah. more just dirty when we suddenly tried in the arm like, Absolutely, they do. And I know I've said this every time we talk about the 2019 grand final wasn't just one on the back of shite decisions. It was run one on the back of Daniel Tupo's dirty carries. The amount of times he got them out of trouble. And no one talks about it, but I remember sitting at the ground looking at that and saying, oh my God, he has just once more get them he out of trouble. Great. Hopper did it again. Dirty carries are what football is. A dirty carry is what it's all about. If you're looking for a light thing and jinking around, how good in the week before was Nick Chotrich when all of a sudden he wasn't looking to belt around but did dirty carries and went straight and hard. All yeah, of a sudden, great. Well, that's what Penrith was good. Do. That's right, and Penrith, that's exactly Penrith what they have do. A, they have a very distinct thing where in the, the last probably 10 minutes of their prop rotation, um, Fisher-Harris and Leota don't even take a carry anymore. They just defend. Yeah. yeah. And it goes straight to the back three and even the back yeah. five. And, yeah. and the um, thing is, what... we weren't getting any early ball to Timoko or Chris and they've showed every time we get them early ball, they do something with it. Yeah. Look, our attack was our attack was god awful, and and it, it, it was sort of it, it made you realise that like, really, and it's wasn't just this week. Um, you can really count the Titans game, and you can count the um, get out of jail against the Warriors as well. That Hudson Young's now our best attacking weapon. That oh, yeah. pretty much it looked in that Penrith game. Let's throw it to Hudson and see if he can make something out of nothing. And that that tro- I mean, he's a great player, and I love what he can do. You know, uh, like I'm a, a big fan of his. I mean, you know, I do um, identify as heterosexual, but when it comes to Hudson Young, you know, I'm, I'm more fluid. And that's fine. <laughs> and that's good. That's good. It's okay to have a bit of man love in that regard. And I think a lot of us have felt this season very much like that, that if Hud- Hutto asked, we'd say, look, for the good of the club. Oh, it's tough, isn't it? Like we've, we've, we've kind of changed the way that we attack from earlier in the year where we wanted to use, especially in the trials, we wanted to use a 13 as a passing link man. Yeah. And then we went away from that and we went to the offloading aspect and we had too many mistakes in our game yep. um so there was a couple of games where it worked um but we were trying to win these shootouts which is crazy offloads and then suddenly when our forwards got a bit of fitness after probably six or eight weeks in the competition when tarpany and you know Rhea and elliot started to get a bit more legs under them we started to play the power game and when that power mm. game doesn't work um there's not space for the yeah you know the underball to hudson young there's not space necessarily for Tomoko and Chris. And now if the power game doesn't work, which it didn't on the weekend, you know, we played against the best defensive side in the competition. We just didn't have a a game. We didn't have a plan B. We tried to turn it into kick early and put pressure on. And then if they're not going to make mistakes and we're not going to get a little bit of a leg up with the penalties, it just makes it really, really difficult. You know, our halves aren't the most creative. We don't have the greatest attacking weapons out wide. Um, we lost Kotrick, which is one of our biggest weapons for 10 minutes in the second half. And we didn't have Savage, who's our X Factor. So I can see why the reasons our game plan fell away and our attack wasn't great, because we've definitely shifted towards a power game. Yeah, um, I don't we, think we we're, should... not, we're not offloading like we used to, but it's, 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 it's alarming to think that we can't... Um, adapt really quickly during a game during a game we shouldn't go away we they did they did they they adapted right we were on top of them and they clearly adapted after 20 minutes and then they rolled through us but a large part of the reason why they keep going through the match and they play it out so well is because that back three in fact i'll say to the back five because they all do it their entire back line does it they punch so hard on those first couple of kick returns oh mate and get such good returns 
the retreating forwards don't have to come back as far. Yeah. They waste, if, if, we, and we need that thing, that drive where we've got those backs. And Cottridge did it in his first couple of seasons, and Rapana can do it as well. If we can get our first three runs getting us back to the halfway like they do consistently, and that's get the ball wide early, get quick play the balls, and yeah. run out a dummy half as fast as you can on the edges, not in the middle where the forwards are, but on the edges, you can do that. But we're not doing it. We keep running back through the bloody middle. That's why I like Hopper. That's why I like Valamai because he has a big body with a semi. Semi. Have you got a semi? Mate, well, he did a good job last year when he came he back. Got injured, the side. Pain he, started he got injured, Payne. He got injured, Payne. Don't get that. So, um, the Blake yeah. and the Pork. Uh, but, but honestly, just before you get to that, like if you have a young kid who's looking how to play rugby league and you want to teach him who to try and copy, it's really hard to copy like a Latrell or a Pappenhausen or a Munster or, you know, a Teddy. Mate, Dylan Edwards. Yeah, unbelievable. That guy. That guy and, I, and I, I woke up. Um, thinking before the game, if, if you're trying to teach someone how to play fullback, this is before the game. I was thinking that's the guy you want to try and copy and emulate because he just is a freak without having the most freakish God gifts, you know, when it comes to his physique. And then during the game, my gosh. Yeah, unbelievable. Like how- Unbelievable. Um, like, unbelievable. He was, Get, he, I mean, he, he won on that game. Yeah, basically. getting getting back to, um, they won in lots of areas, but he was the standout. Getting yeah. back to um, the offloads thing, we shouldn't go away from the offloads. Offloads are still working for us. They I'm are. looking at some stats on the That's greenhouse the only way here. For us. I'm looking at some stats on the greenhouse here. And, you know, our stats match up to the Dragons almost on every stat yep. for this season. Yep. We're identical. The only thing that we have over the Dragons is we average 12 offloads a game mm. and they're averaging seven. So I think we've got to keep up the offloads. No, they Everything miss, they else, miss more tackles and concede more tries as well. We make a t- 11 errors. They make 10. Running meters are pretty similar. Tackle efficiency ours is slightly better. Kick meters, very similar. Um, well, we, yeah. we, that's how we beat Cronulla this match. year mm. at Brisbane. And that's how we beat Cronulla last year at the Gold Coast was suddenly offloads. So yeah. to me... I think when you may be looking for answers and you don't know where they're going to come, we have to win every game. It's we're probably going to see it. It's a it's a day game, isn't it? And that's a lot easier. It's a lot harder to do offloads on a night. It's going to be a bit wet. It's going to be a bit wet all weekend, unfortunately. Okay, Tim, are you going to go to the man of the match? Yeah, the Raiders review with Blake and the Pork man of the match. Once more, twenty dollars. He can probably buy the store now. I believe it was Joe Tarpano. What? Yeah, that was my view. Until how many minutes did he play before he came off, Tim? Thirty. Still, and so he was the man of the match after was, 30 minutes. He was still our best player at that point. No. 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 Papa Leahy was way better, man. He played the whole... He played like 6, 58 minutes or hey, something. Well, he okay, scored the uh, one and only try. Hey, okay, so who got... You think Papa? No, I'm giving it to Dylan Edwards because he was by far the best Dylan player. Dylan Edwards isn't a Raiders player. We're not giving any... Mu- do you know, I used to think, I'm getting what you're saying before, Matt, I used to think Dylan Edwards was a little bit like kind of, you know, the sort of the the sort of average player in the, in the team of superstars. But it was actually then watching the final series last year and, and, and into the grand final. And don't click your pen, please, Tim. Um, yeah, stop that. So I'll have to confiscate it again. Oh, uh, sorry, in, into, into the final series. And, and Ivan actually said in the press conference, he was unbelievable. Yeah, you know, he doesn't he doesn't score a lot of tries, but God, he saves a lot. And just, just yeah. his effort. And he just kept no, on I'm... getting smashed in that game. And he's kept on getting up. And I just went, oh my God, this guy. That's what I've always been a big fan. just doesn't have the attacking angle. I've always been a big fan and always been really nervous when we play. And we played, I remember I was shooting um, Offspring down in Melbourne and I went to a pub in North Melbourne to watch us Sorry, play. You were shooting your Offspring? I was shooting my Offspring in oh. Melbourne and I went to a pub in North Melbourne to watch us play Penrith. I think it must have been the first round. might have been the second round. 
and Edwards, it was a day game, and I was screaming at the television in the pub because Edwards just carved us up that day, and it might have been his first or second second game, or first or second, yeah. or first game of his second season. And from then on, I've just known that that kid's got, he's just got more than anyone. He's got batteries like Teddy, you know, like it's just yeah. ridiculous how he how he keeps going and going, and he pops up around the ruck. And if I was to tell Savage to try and copy anyone or watch anyone's game. That's the guy. And but Savage doesn't play. Doesn't have the like. I don't think Savage should be necessarily playing quite like that as a battering ram. No, but just the, his ability to be on the ball is just freakish. Yeah. Um, and he he showed it on the weekend. But I mean, as far as our man of the matches, I would say probably um, Hopper or Adam Elliott for me on the weekend. Okay, um, Larko, you're the yeah, you're the Edwards. You're not giving it to... Okay. I said gi- Papa. Hopper. We're giving Papa. it to Hopper. Papa Lee. I saw Papa during the week. Did he you? looked very calm. Good. I'm glad calm. he looked calm. Okay. So I'll very tell you someone who's not calm at all. Danny Stewart. <clears throat> and where's me, uh, where's me fucking chocolate sundae? No, oh, mate, I ordered a, uh, ordered a sundae with this. Oh, it's not there. Oh, super. Fucking super. Fucking weak gutted dog. Unbelievable. <coughs> uh, yeah, this is Danny Stewart, the uh, half-brother of a uh, Canberra's coach, Ricky Stewart. <coughs> now, don't mind me to start there. I just, uh, as you could hear, ordered a bit of Uber Eats, as you do, and uh, ordered a chocolate sundae with meal, and uh, the uh, week out of dog delivery driver uh, rocks up with no chocolate sundae. So, uh, thanks for that, mate. <coughs> WGD's all over the place. <coughs> now, in regards to the uh, shit show the other night against the Panthers, I... Uh, no, I actually thought we played some really good footy in that game, as uh, Rick articulated so well in the Pritzer after the game. <coughs> I agree with him. I didn't really have a uh, issue about attack. I thought we asked the Panthers uh, a shitload of questions, actually. They just, uh, uh, they just had all the answers, didn't they? <coughs> now, unfortunately, in this uh, sport, when you come up against a team of uh, WGDs and uh, you don't have the BOTB going your way, um, you can show as much... Uh, See and as you want, but uh, you're not always going to uh, <coughs> you're always going to get the result. <coughs> uh, and as for Jamin Simon, uh, I thought Rick articulated himself uh, uh, beautifully there. I uh, want to endorse his comments. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Jamin Simon, you're nothing but a WGD, mate. <coughs> uh, now as for the uh, Dragons game on Sunday, uh, I can exclusively reveal uh, that I am uh, in the hot seat to. Uh, Potentially take over the coaching there with Rick getting the band. So uh, <coughs> uh, you might see uh, Denny Stewart take over the reins there on Sunday. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. <coughs> uh, anyway, we're still in with a uh, mathematical chance of uh, making the eight. Uh, we're playing some uh, bloody good footy. And uh, go you uh, green machine. Once more, we here at Rage Review with Lake and Pork would like to remind you that we do not necessarily endorse the uh, input of our contributors. Yeah, and I, Matt Lenevez, accept- do. I, Matt Lenevez, completely endorse it. We don't know, even know what a WGD um, is. No, I have no idea what a <laughs> WGD is. You could mention it, but I don't know what they're talking about. Um, but uh, look, there was something in that game that ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And do you know what grinds my gears? Getting COVID for the second time in, in two months. Yeah, that, that does grind my gears. You're right, that really does. That, that was not good. No, it's uh, dummy half defence. It's ruck defence. 
we were in front, six points to nil, six points to nil, and somehow Zach Wolford didn't fight, manage to find his place in the line. And Coruscant went straight through. Now, that's okay if it's once. Three of their tries went straight through centre of the ruck defence, centre of the ruck defence, where we just weren't manning up and tackling. And it grinds my gears. You know, we lost 2019 on the back of of Verrills running through in exactly the same way. Joey Tufts. We think we learn our lessons. The middle is where you set your line the hardest. That's the bit where the Spartans say, you shall not pass, this is stinking Sparta. But we say, oh no, wander on through, score a try. And I don't like it. Picks up your defence. That's where the game's won and lost. Get your act together. It grinds my gears. Tell you who else is angry is the shark. All right, what's up? It's John, back again for Shark Attack. I'm uh, walking around the Woden Southern Cross Club trying to dodge all these nerds in their swans gear and uh, not having a great go of it. So I figured I'd funnel all my frustration into uh, addressing my thoughts on the Ricky Stewart comments from this weekend's presser. Am I the only one that thinks this is not that big of a deal? What did he call him? A weak, gutted dog? Oh, my God. Whew. Jeez, how is the 23-year-old football player ever going to come back from that? But, John, think about the kids. Think about the kids. If I was 23 years old and I kicked somebody in the balls on live television and the only thing I have him was like an old man called me a mean name, I'm loving life. Jesus Christ, get over it. The Panthers are talking about, like, legal recourse? Like, Jesus, some 55-year-old grandpa called me a weak-gutted dog. I'd probably still be laughing about it to this day, 20 years later. All right, trying to show my age a little bit, all right? Listen, enough of the pearl clutching, all right? Grow up. You're 23. Even if he was talking about you when you were a kid, who cares? Get a life. Jesus, all right? Let's stop deflecting from the real problem on Saturday night, all right? Maybe Ricky's shitty lineup or his, like, terrible game plan against a team that was missing, like, I don't know, all their good players. <laughs> weird, right? I mean, it's weird that we're focusing on this. All right? Regardless, doesn't matter. We're not making the finals. I think we kind of flushed that down the toilet. But it's okay. We still bleed green. I still love every one of you. And we, uh, we live to fight another day and bitch another bitch and gripe another gripe. Who cares? Life's too short. Football's about fun. Don't worry about wins and losses. All right? Get out there. See somebody in a Raiders jersey or a jacket in town. Give them a little wink. Give them a little kiss on the cheek. Unless it's me, stay away from me. Do not talk to me. All right? I want some weirdo coming up to me. All right? Just know that. Still love you, but just stay away from me. Uh, all right, I'm going to go back to uh, Southern Cross Club and um, shooting spitballs into the, uh, into the beanies of Swans fans. All right, I love you all. Bye, bye, bye. Well, he's an idiot. Yeah, look, you know, um, some people are starting to come around to the shark they've been telling me. Some people that previously didn't like him are starting to come around to him. I'm not. I still don't like him. No, you don't like him. He, you, you moved venue so he couldn't come yeah. in. What, what's your views, Matthew, on the shark? He loves the shark. I, I love him. I, 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 I want to buff him. Bring him here. Bring <laughs> right, him in. Okay. Okay. Well, talking about idiots, it's time for Ask Clown of the Week. <laughs> well, this week there was brought to you by Raiders Plumbing. So, because if you want ass crack, you go to Raiders Plumbing because yep. you'll get plenty of ass, you'll get plenty of crack, and you might even get your plumbing fixed. Yep. Raiders Plumbing for all your ass crack. Um, this week there's so many choices for Ask Clown of the Week. So many choices. It was hard. And I, uh, 
and it's it's really hard to go past you know so many of them and, and leave them out. It was hard to talk about it, but I'm going to go out on a limb and go with Andrew Abdo. Mm. And I don't have any really good reason for that. I, I just don't really like the guy. Do you hear me now, Andrew? I don't like you very much. You're not my sort of friend. I don't want to eat some bull wars with you. And I do not want to be lekker, bro. Okay? So you are my ass clown of the week. <laughs> you, do you know who my ass clown of the week is? It's you for doing that. Stu- we told you not to do that stupid, bad South African accent that my you think South is African really good. My accent yeah. is very good, my friend. It is. And you just don't know. Because... I was trying to do it uh, when I was away last week when we did the show. I was up in the Gold Coast. I was trying to do a, a, um, a Kiwi accent for my um, Kiwi friends that live up in the Gold Coast. They said it sounded more South African. So anyway, I was trying to, I was trying to do a bit of Police 107. Right. Yeah. There you Great go. Show. Okay. Who's, Great your, show. who's your Who's your Ask Clown of the Week? Actually. Uh, so my Ask Clown of the Week is it's not so much a person. It's a thing. It's a thing. COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen. Has there been a team more adversely affected by COVID nineteen than Canberra Raiders? I mean. We had we were playing home games at Campbelltown, you know George Williams, John Bateman, you know left the club. Oh yeah, largely largely due to COVID nineteen. But COVID nineteen had another really profound and and dark effect on the Raiders last week. Mm. And I'm putting it down to the fact that you had COVID nineteen last week. Mm-hmm. You weren't in the press conference. The one time you weren't in the press conference, there, listeners, I I refer to um, the pork as the Ricky Whisperer. Because he's able to like soothe the wild man from time, you know, he's like a Ricky's like a wild sort of bronco. He goes in the press conference, there's steam coming out of his ears. The pork just takes him aside. He just says, "There, there, Ricky, everything's going to be okay." And then you just throw in some of your, your, your little Dorothy Dixon questions that you have every time. They're always, you know, it doesn't matter how bad the game's been, you'll find some sort of like little positive question to throw in there. What would if you had been? at the press conference after that Penrith game. What would you have asked? Oh, I definitely would have gone up about Hopper. Come on. <laughs> I mean, isn't it good? Adam, Adam, the... Adam Mariota, two years ago, Rick, we saw him. He was the, uh, he was the ball boy on the sideline. Ball boy. He, he, get, he gets to make a surprise debut. It must, must have been a nice yeah, feeling to be must, part of that. It must have been a good feeling to be part of that. You know, you must be happy to see and the kid you brought You through. would have said that. You would have asked Ricky those questions. And instantly, his mood would have lifted. He would have been a little less dark. And, you know... Maybe he wouldn't have been asked about the Jamin Salmon thing, and maybe none of this would have happened. So I blame COVID for this whole situation right. that, that, that Ricky and the club finds itself you, in. You know Fox gets right away with first questions, right? It wasn't the first question that yeah, got it was the last right? question. No, but I don't get <laughs> first question. Last... You know, the only times I got first question was when Matt Russell had to go take his wife out straight after the match, and I needed to ask his questions so he could rack off the right. right then and then. Right. You know what Danny Ando but said? But I wasn't asking my questions. I was asking the Fox questions. You know what Danny Ando said about the press conference? And... Um, I did have to agree with him. The most disturbing thing that Ricky said in the pre- that press conference wasn't that he called Jaden Salmon a weak gutted dog. It was the fact that he said that he was happy with our attack in that game. Yeah, but I think you'll find that Ricky doesn't always say what he's thinking. He's trying just to either protect the players because he knows people are going to jump up and down. He's done that earlier in the year. And then, and then four or five weeks later, he said, look, there's a couple of guys that aren't doing what they've been what they wanted to do for the last yeah. four weeks, and and we all know so we all like, now know who that who he was talking to. Who he was talking about? It was Corey Hardaway and Naira. That's who he was talking mm-hmm. about. Might have been a couple of others. Emre Gula got dropped for a while there. Mm-hmm. Hudson Young got dropped for a while there. Mm-hmm. But I think it was largely Corey Hardaway and Naira was the guy he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And we now know why. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't yeah. putting the work. But um, who's your ass clown, Mike Matthew? Uh, my ass clown is Abdo. My ass clown is screw it. It's Jamin Salmon. What a grub. 
kicking someone in the head, kicking him yeah, in the balls. Someone actually pulled a clip, um, which I saw on Facebook. <laughs> he did the same. He kicked out at Jack White in exactly the same way earlier in the game, but he didn't hit him in the nuts, so nothing was said of it. But, I mean, the Jaden Samuel, it's a bit weird because, obviously, you know, players do try and fight to get up and play the ball. But, yeah, the way he's... Because even if you watch the white one as well, the way he's kicking his legs out, there's one thing, like, fighting your legs to get up, and there's another thing actually just trying yeah. to kick the dude. And it really he did kicked Tommy Starling. He kicked Tommy Starling at least three times yeah. in that in that tackle. And, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, mate, 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 mate three knees look a little bit... Uh, Look, you'll be glad to know, people, that the ladder predictor is still saying that the Raiders can make the eight if we win all four matches. I mean, I'm not, yeah, whatever, but, you know, it's still I had as, like, when I did a ladder predictor weeks ago and I said the Raiders were making the eight, I had us down as losing the game against the Storm and I had us down as losing the game against the Panthers. I had us winning all the others. So we managed to actually win the game against the Storm. The issue is all the other teams around us and above us have been winning as well. Like, we kind of needed a Parramatta or Roosters to shit the bed. And, yeah, and, and I really might not be doing that. And they are the team. They're the team that will. But Parramatta, Parramatta and the Roosters, I think, can keep on winning and, you know, mm-hmm. trouble some of those teams higher up above them on the ladder. The Broncos we need, we need, Parra, we need Parra to be Brisbane. And then we need Brisbane to completely implode. But well, it's not looking good. Well, the good thing is, by my prediction at the moment, we will win through the finals, then get through to a preliminary final against the Penrith Panthers, where we will wreak our revenge for going on to beat the Cowboys in the grand final. So mm. you heard it here first, mm. people. Okay, let's go to the team list. The team, team list. list time brought team to you by to... Jersey's Megastore on Iron Knob Street. Uh, Fishwick. Fishwick, next to the cock. And uh, if they don't have the jersey that you want... You support a crap team. You suck. You, you, your team sucks, you know? Like, um, yeah, it just does. Because if you, they don't have it. Because they've got all the jerseys. They've got all, all, them. The, all of them. All of them. Every code, every... I yeah. this would be better than Rebel Sport, man. You go to Rebel Sport and you look at a soccer jersey and they've got... Um, Liverpool, Liverpool Manchester United, United, that's it. Real Madrid, um, yeah, Barcelona. Barcelona. And that's, that's it. it. There's no Bolton Wanderers. No Bolton Wanderers. You can look as long as you want. You're not going to find them, people. <laughs> no, no Blackburn no Rovers. Blackburn Rovers. On top of the championship after um, the first two weeks. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. The, the Bolton Wanderers are pushing the third division for, for a promotional spot after yeah. two rounds. Okay, so the Raiders. Javier is at the back. On one wing is Albert Hopoate. On the other wing is Jordan Rapina. In the centres, we have Matt Timoko and Sebastian Chris leading the way as try scorer for yeah. us still. In the halves, we have Jack White and Jamal Fogarty. Then up front, we have Josh Papali with Emre Gula with Zach Wolford in between them. Second row is Hudson Young and Elliot Whitehead. And locking the scrum is Adam Elliott. In the on the bench, we have Tom Starling, who's got still got ice on his nuts. We've got Ryan Sutton. We've got uh, the medium red. Good to see him back. Corey Good Horsburgh. to see him back. It is good to see him back. And then we've got CHN in the 17 jersey. Coming up against... Us, we have Moses Embai at the back, reclaimed his, his fullback spot. He's he, played everywhere this year. For... He really has. He's, he's your fixer. He's had more positions than the uh, Deltones. Does that metaphor work? No. Uh, Matthew Fiegel on he's more one positions week. than the Karma Sutra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Fiegel um, on one wing with Tato Moga on the other. And my goodness, this is a man who just won't go away. How many knee reconstructions? He's on four. And he's still playing first grade. Moga. Yeah, Moga. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's actually a He's had more player. clubs than the Deltones. Yeah, he had Roosters, Roosters, Cowboys, Cowboys Broncos, Broncos and now the Dragons. So that's four. Was he at the Knights, maybe? I yeah, don't know. No, he was, he was. He was at the Knights. That's I'll right. That's five. That's pretty good. Um, then they've got, in the middle, they've got Jack, a very good centre combination of Jack Bird out of the... Um, 
Uh, uh, Jack Bird's been a bit... He's like... I've yeah, watched but in the, the Dragons centers. lately, right? And for every one good thing that he does... Matthew, you watch much of the Dragons? For every one good thing that yeah. Jack Bird does, he'll do two bad things. Right. Well, he's in yeah, the centres with Zach Lomax. We know Zach Lomax is very good. Now you've got uh, Talatau and Moan um, in the sixth jersey. He caught us all manner of grief last time. And Ben Hunt, who is now with Tarpanay getting injured, uh, along with Nico Hines. They're the two front runners for the Dally M this year because uh, Tarpanay can't make get three points in a match if he's not playing. Um, then we've got uh, Jack DeBellin. Somehow playing on the field. That guy. Um, number eight on the other side, got Blake Laurie, who I have wraps on. I quite like Blake Laurie. In between, got Andrew McCulloch, who's 407 years old, but still playing quite good football. Josh Maguire, what a great bloke he is um, <laughs> in jumper number 11. I'll miss him when he goes to the Super League. Jaden Sewer, um, uh, number 12. And you got Michael Molo at 13 coming in. Francis's brother. Yeah, because we've got uh, Tariq. Sims yeah. got suspended. Gone. If, Gone. There, if there's a man that loved buddy hitting people in the head. It was interesting he didn't get sent off. Yeah, I thought that all the markers for sent off. I and people say it wasn't that much different from James Fisher-Harris. But I no. didn't think James Fisher-Harris was a send-off, whereas I did think... James Fisher-Harris was more of a... Was more of a uh, yeah, well, I guess they, I, I, they people, both... People were trying to say... It just didn't look the same, did it? No. Sims looked like a send-off to me and he stayed on. I mean, they both stayed on, but... And Sims the got a bloke they hit didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, they both got a suspension, but one got less. I just didn't think JFH's was... I didn't think he meant it for a starter, whereas Sims... Well, the thing, thing, thing about um, Tarek Sims is, you know, you can say about certain players that, you know, foul play not being their go. Well, foul play is Tarek Sims' go. I mean, the guy's been suspended for a gazillion times. He has. has I, I would say it's more hand. reckless than it is than it is foul, for sure. I, I, I don't know. It was careless. It was reckless. Yeah, it was definitely reckless. Um, Tyrell Sloan's in the 14. Aaron Woods, if anyone can make an old past-it player look good, it's the Canberra Raiders, and we did it last time. Let's see if we can make Aaron Woods look he good again. He wasn't that good. You tried to say he, was, he wasn't that good. He was good last time. Tyrell Fuamano, back from... He is a grub. You want to talk about people that's grub? Back He's from the guy. crushing Hayes Dunster's knee. Yeah, so he did he did the hip drop on Hayes Dunster, and then two years ago, he was the one that did the hip drop on Emre Gullo and ended his 2020 season halfway through the year. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. he's back. And then you got Billy Burns in the 17. So, yeah, that's 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 the side that's up against there. Um, I, I see it's fairly evenly matched. Without a couple of thoughts. Joey Tarpanay. A couple of thoughts on, on the Raiders team and, like, Everyone's calling for Elliot Whitehead to be dropped, but you now sort of realise after Corey Hardaway-Renaro, for all his attacking brilliance, his defensive frailties were really on show against the Panthers. So it's really in a, between a rock and a hard place there. Well, I think. I think if Harry Rushton hadn't busted his jaw, and he does believe he'll be back. For but was the he playing? Season. I think he was playing more of a. I think they're grooming more of a that thirteen role. Well, and I think if he came into thirteen, you could put Elliot out at at um in where <laughs> out in the second row. Adam Elliot. Yeah. Adam Elliott in the second Adam row. Elliot in the second Elliot row. Whitehead, front row rotation. Absolutely. I've been last saying ten, people last have laughed minutes. at me, but he's, he, lateral defence isn't going to be a asleep. problem in the middle. He's, about, he's, no, he's, had, he's had enough. Matthew doesn't he's agree. He's had enough. Yes, but yeah, so we've got them. But Lord, we owe them. We've swapped wins with them the last four times. So we've won, they've won, we've won, they've won. Um, their defence, as we said, is slightly worse. They can see more points, um, and we do better offloads. Um, ben Hunt really stuffs with us, and Lomax is a talent. What else have we got to say about him? Lomax is a talent. Again, it's you know he's he's rocks and diamonds. He and Jack Bird can do something brilliant, and they can do something awful. And and Lomax can go for the whereas Hudson Young 
He's got a good flick pass in him. Mm. Zach Lomax wishes he could flick pass like Hunter Young. That's all I'll say. That was a That's good flick pass the other day. Oh, he brilliant. Did. Um, I was thinking, oh, well, both of them, both the Lomax and the yeah. Hudson Young were great. I think Hudders was better, but Lomax was very good. Look, I'm going to come out with a prediction for this match. Jamal Fogarty is going to have a big one. He's going to score his first try for the club, and he's actually going to have a really big match. This one, this is where he's going to rip it. I'd this, love to see it. This is where I'd he's going to come it. through. You know, Speaking of ripping. Speaking of people are cut loose and are a little bit dangerous, it's time to rip in with Arnie J. G'day Raiders fans. I'm sure the boys have picked apart the last game and the last week in general, so I'm going to leave that alone. So we got the Dragons this week, and generally speaking, their forwards are old and slow. So we need plenty of quick play the balls, short passes in the middle, and diagonal hole runners. The Dragons miss more tackles per game than any other team, so we need to take it full advantage of that. I suggest our coaches go back to round 18 where the Roosters put 50 points on the Dragons. They kept kept attacking tired markers right up the guts with Teddy and others sniffing around for offloads and passes. A few tries from dummy half near the line, uh, as well as other tries at the centre of the field. So you may actually remember the game where Manu fakes a knee injury to run up the middle as well, uh, that the Roosters got a try. Uh, The Dragons' backs are generally modest first graders. Ben Hunt, uh, the obvious exception. The players to watch, though, uh, Moses Mbai is a sneaky good player for the Dragons. He's a bit of a Mr. Fix-It, plays anywhere, bus tackles, and he's pretty safe at the back, so we keep an eye on him. Tarek Sims is a good out for us. Uh, yes, he's got plenty of white line fever, but he's a good player. Jaden Suar goes well, so Young will have have to play well to keep him quiet, and, and we certainly want to do that. Uh, a few weeks ago, I thought Ben Hunt was a moral for the Dally M, but his form has dropped the last few weeks, so maybe Origin's catching up with him. We do need to watch him, though. He takes the line on more than most sevens, and last week he had 13 runs for 87 metres. So no dummies from him, tackle him. And all the forwards, all the edges need to tackle him. Don't take dummies and get it in your head. We saw some extremely poor planning and strategy from our coaches that really let us down last week. Don't let all the mess distract you from the fact that our coaches had a terrible game. We had a few key players to stop and we let them run virtually rampant. It was really poor. So I hope they had an honesty session this week because they certainly need it. Once again, to the assistant coaches, go back, watch round 18, Roosters win versus the Dragons and do exactly the same. Use that template to win and we'll get the two points. Enjoy your footy this weekend and go, you green machine. Oh, unbelievable. He's had a rough week. He has. He's had a rough... You know, he got pretty upset because... um, Things got pretty heated between Matthew and myself uh, on the black and the pork chat, yeah, yeah, and it was—it's a bit like it's a bit like when the parents fight, you know. I think yeah, I think yeah. Matthew. I mean, I think uh, Annie J. He just wanted it all to stop. He thought there was going to be divorce. Um, he didn't. Like he didn't it. realize I wasn't actually that upset. I was just winding. Matthew he, I up. don't think he was worried about you at all. He was worried about Matthew. No, I was winding Matthew up. No, nah, he, he was... I'm easily wound up and passionate <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. No, Fogarty will do all right. He played good against the Titans, so we're we're, we're looking good. It's all good, Arnie. Mum and Dad are okay. <laughs> good, good. 
Mum and Dad, where do I come in? That's what am I? The, the seedy <laughs> uncle in the corner. Yeah, the yeah, creepy uncle. Jesus, this is what I'm really... It's time for the extended bench! He's on the extended bench! Oh, that was painful. It was. I, <laughs> I started doing one one tag and then realised it was the like you've had to blow a valve. Yeah, well, I, maybe I just did. <laughs> I am getting on, mate. Where's my rubber pillow while on the subject? Yeah. Um, extended bench. So we've got uh, Matt Frawley, the shoe man. We've got Holler. Um, we've got CNK. Thank we've God got... we've got CNK because last week after Savage um, got injured, everyone's saying, you know, oh, CNK will come into the side. It's like, he can't come into no, the freaking side thing. because he's not, you can only bring in players off the extended bench. Then we've got Mariota. And then as 18th man, we got Jimmy Schiller. He's back. He's on the verge. Jimmy Schiller, 18th man. For them, they've got Jackson Ford. They've got Jaden Hunt. They've got Cody Ramsey. They've got Jack Gusewski. And in the 18th man, they've got Jaden Sullivan. How many Jadens yeah, do we there's, have? There's three Jadens, and they're all spelt. We've pointed this out last time we played the Dragons. Every single Jaden mm. is spelt differently, which is really annoying. Um, speaking of annoying, Cody Ramsey, Matt. Earlier in the year, you said he was the worst player in the NRL. Hasn't he, he was. Pro- hasn't he proven you wrong? Oh mate, what he he's he's not the worst player in the NRL, and the, the kid deserves credit, I guess. I I didn't think he was a first grader, but clearly he was just rushed in and he was learning yeah. his craft, and now he's learned a bit more how Thumbs. to play on the wing and at fullback. But he his speed in a couple of games, he was great in the wind against us. Full credit to the kid, and then he tore Brisbane apart mm. in that game mm-hmm. at Suncorp like two weeks later with his pace. So it's for a kid who's obviously gifted with such talent, and he's playing in a really um, Incredibly hard position at fullback. Yeah. I but hope he doesn't come on. I no. will not be at all surprised to see Moses Zembai move back to the bench, Billy Burns to drop out of the side, and Cody Ramsey. I was going to say, like the play. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, every week I mock the pork for saying that someone's going to come off the extended bench and no one ever does. But if there was ever a week I have a feeling that someone could come off the extended bench, it's um, Cody Ramsey. And look, mm. you look at him, he was he was a pretty awful winger, but I think it's kind of like the Xavier Savage thing. You know, he's, he's a fullback or he's nothing. Yeah. And, you know, putting trying to play Xavier Savage on the wing didn't work, you know, and he's looked a lot better yeah, since but you he's can't, played fullback. You also can't just throw kids in at fullback when they're 18 or 19 and think they're going to do okay. Look what happened to Terrell Sloan and Jaden Campbell. It's, it's it's the hardest position Darren to play. Darren Darren Lockyer, look what happened to him. It was just just a horrible 364-grand career. But Um, but the game has really changed. And the ball's in play. You need to be the fittest guy on the field. You need to be able to read structure and, you know, coach your... You're basically telling the defenders where to go and where the play is. And that's... it's, It's just a huge... You know, it's the most... It's arguably the most, if not the second most important position on the field. So... Um, to expect someone to do that early on was probably naive on my behalf, and and now the kid he's playing really great, and I just hope he tears a hamstring this weekend. Right, that's really nice. Who's got a lift? Ooh. Matthew, really not everyone. Everyone's got a lift. Fucking everyone. How loud's that? Sorry, guys. That was good. Every everyone's got a lift. Was that too loud, Blake? No. Um, I prefer if you're going to yell like that, you do it out your window. I didn't yell. It's, it's, it's start again. Do the who's got a lift, and I'll yell out the window. <laughs> no, I liked it that way. That was good. It's 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 changing. We're keeping the magic. We're not going to try and recreate it. No, no. I okay, like then it. I'll yell out the window. Everyone. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I agree. That's absolutely right. Everyone does have to lift. Absolutely does have to lift. Yeah. I don't think that's the that's a problem. Be, but I um, mean, you've got Elliot Whitehead down here, but I like honestly. 
the poor bloke, I don't think he can lift. Like I've said this before, I don't think that with Elliot Whitehead's shortcomings are not mental, they're physical. You know, he's given all he can. He's like Scotty in the in the Enterprise. I can't give it any more, Captain. I'm giving it all I can. <laughs> Tell you what, speaking of shit accents, <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty bad. That was good. That was that not was a good, good accent, my friend. <laughs> Don't get back there, Paul. It's not making it any better. If you come down to Johannesburg <laughs> with accents like that, you will not last very long. No, you will not. I will not give I'm you. Going, I'm going. I'm going. See Star Trek, the original Star Trek references. I'm going back even further than your 1970s references. I'm going back to the 60s, man. Right. The trouble yeah. with the triples. You're out there, are you? Sorry. That, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, are there in fact reasons to be cheerful? Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. Um, sort of scratching. Matthew, you got anything? Something? Something? Winter's almost over. That's true. We're we're in August. You know, by the after this weekend, we'll be halfway through the last month of, of winter. It's, it's is been a it. long, cold winter. Yeah, winter is leaving. Uh, yeah. Look, if we lose, here's a reason to be cheerful. If we lose to the Dragons of the weekend, which I'm not hoping that we do, I'm not saying that we necessarily will do, but he will be leaving early. <laughs> uh, no, I won't. I promise I won't leave early. Um, if we do, I'm, that Panthers game, I. Didn't even bother going. I left so early. I, I left before the game started. I just went and watched reserve grade, and then just left after that. Right. Yep. You're a fantastic supporter. Uh, you weren't even there, man. You weren't even there. I wasn't allowed to be oh, there. I would have been there on. if I could have been. Come on, no one's enforcing COVID. There's people competing at the Commonwealth Games with COVID, mate. I have to yeah. turn up with a rat test and get through an area oh, to go into that you area. You could have been there. <sighs> you could have been. There. Uh, my reason to be cheerful, uh, Mariota. Mm-hmm. The debut on the weekend he's going to be a player for us for the next five or so years or whatever years. it is 27 years Goodness. he's going to be playing prop when he's 42 he is. um no it's uh, my reason also to be cheerful is your scottish accent and uh pork's south african accent it seems like i, I might got a south have... african accent i was doing a new zealand accent <laughs> <laughs> okay my reason to be cheerful is we can all show our support for our beloved coach ricky by going to the ricky stewart foundation site hitting donate donating some money and put free wiki, uh, hashtag free ricky in your comment when you do I'm it, just gonna do it right now we're, we're going to put it on our stuff so you can go out there and find it and you can actually make your donation to Ricky, Ricky Stewart, Stewart and make sure foundation. he knows that you love him and make sure you give it something he's absolutely passionate about uh, supporting uh, families with people with autism in yeah. them. And it's easy to find um, the Ricky Stewart Foundation uh, website. Just type in Ricky Stewart uh, into Google and then scroll down all the bits about blow-ups uh, and controversy and everything. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And down the bottom, you'll find it. Okay, nope. donate. Donate. Yeah, and then you go donate, and you just go in there, give what you can, but just make sure you hashtag free Ricky in there, and he'll feel your love, and that's what he needs this week. He needs to feel minimum your minimum love. donation ten dollars. No, no, you can put any amount you can donate. You can put it any amount sense, you yeah. want, but uh, yeah. free Ricky. Make sure you show him the love. That's a reason to be cheerful. Blake, you got a listener of the week for us. So I mentioned this earlier. Um, our old mate of the show, friend of the show, T Mac. Um, T Mac. Who uh, briefly wasn't a friend of the show, but we've 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 patched that. We've patched up. He our hates differences. your ass, T Mac. We <laughs> hates your ass. We've patched up. <laughs> we've patched up our differences. Um, he went through. He listened to every single episode of the show from start to finish. Unbelievable. So we didn't. The first year we didn't award any listeners of the week. I think no. it started about episode thirty. We went through them all, and he's 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 updated the spreadsheet. So I actually thought for a long time that he was a two-time listener of the week. Right. According to his his work, 
He only ever got it one time. So based on the fact he's gone to this much effort, right? And he actually wasn't already a two-time listener of the week. I'm making him two-time listener of the week. T Mac, right. good job, mate. Good job. Good job. You are listener. Of he actually sent me a, a picture as well of uh, some uh, Woden. I might actually put put on the social some Woden Valley Rams under under 16 team. Right, mm-hmm. and he managed to get in a pretty good fight with a lot of uh, other supporters from other clubs on uh, Twitter this week and call them all sorts of names. He's off Twitter. Is, no, he <laughs> was, but he's got other accounts on there. Anyway, um, got in a stoush with our Dr. Brad from Parramatta, um, who's actually one of the, <laughs> the Twitter good guys. Yeah, he's one there. of the more yeah, regional people. <laughs> he's good value. Um, just a reminder for you people, and this is Banner Weekend. Get your banner out there. It's the opportunity to do it. It's the Raiders Review with Blake and the Port Competition. Don't do it for us. Do it for the awesome prizes. Awesome prizes. Do it for the honey's over there. You're not leaving without the honey today. Oh, my God. He's actually brought the honey in. It had to happen. Had to stink and happen. Um, rep your favourite Blake and the Port merchandise or your taglines. Put them on a banner. Get them out. Get them seen in public. Get them seen on TV. Make sure you got the hashtag out when you show us the picture of the evidence of it. Place your pork or show your ass. You know, put it out on there was some Twitter. Good, there put was, it out on. There were some very good ones during the week. I don't know if you saw them last week. No, I did not. Photos with the Wally Lewis statue with the... Yeah, but you could go. So I'm about as likely to let you win the prize. I'm likely even JB from the bloody greenhouse pod to bloody win it. It's well, that's I did my own machine pod. If we if we do see it, I've got a semi up there, then we know <laughs> that one wins for sure. Yeah, okay. I've got a semi for Matt and place your pork. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, so so the prizes they're fantastic. Audio Technica turntable. Yeah, one of the good ones too. Not yeah. one of the plastic ones. My, the good my, ones. They're, they're all good, by the way. Audio yeah. Technica doesn't do any, so they're just graves. They're all good. They're best entry-level turntable on the market, Audio Technica. Yeah. Um, my very own personal original pressing of the 2CC Canberra Raiders Woodges. You sure you want to give that away? 7-inch vinyl. If we, uh, that will be in there if somebody actually gets our stuff on TV. If it's a big enough splash, that one's going to go in there. Uh, we got my jalapenos, which I grow myself, pickle myself. They are awesome. We've got... Um, Arnie J's honey, so it's a mixture of fury and deliciousness. We've got John Sharkey's uh, brilliant album, Shoot Out the Cameras. We've also got a fantastic John Sharkey t-shirt. Yes, you can wear the shark on your chest. It is the most magnificent t-shirt I've ever seen. My wife won't let me wear it, but if it was mine, I'd be wearing it. We've got signed Matt Leneves 8x10 Glossy. We Um, don't actually have that. We will, though. Um, we've got... No, uh, I'm just going to come to your house and take a photo. Okay. It's a lot um, easier. It's a bit just seedier, facts. Just send a fax. Um, land speed record vouchers. Uh, we've got an yeah, Ask or, or, Beanie. Or of Joey Tarpany's ones. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a big you stack. buy the store. Um, well, maybe week, we should cash them in and put that towards the free Ricky fund. Yeah, maybe we should. Okay. Um, as it's your money, I'm happy to do this. Yeah. Uh, this week, winner, we have none because Blake was the person to put stuff in and I'm not having him win a week. No more Ask Clan Beanies. So we sold the last Ask Clan Beanie uh, to Tim during the week. Not this Tim, another Tim. You got. I actually gave you yours, didn't I? You did. Yeah. No, so they're, they're all they're all gone. But the Raiders by fifty six beanies. They'll be I'm expecting shortly. in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so before season up, end. Yeah. Just in time for Christmas. Next, Indeed. Next season we've we've got to do a week at a dog next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. T shirt with week at a dog. Raiders by fifty six. Yeah. We got a dog, and then just like a big piece of salmon sushi. <laughs> okay, you've gone too far there. That's not too, I don't mind that. <laughs> uh, coming up, we have got after this match on Sunday, 4 p.m. on the 21st of August, we have the Knights away. Then on Saturday, 27th of August, Man. so in a six day turnaround, 3 p.m. at home, we've got 
Manly. Oh, God, I hate Manly. Then on Sunday, 4th September, last home and away game. Hopefully, they'll be fine. It's 4 p.m. Sunday, Leichhardt Oval, Tigers away. That's the That's home. turned into a much harder game yeah. than we would have thought it would have been. Oh, having, um, what's his name? Carrigan uh, break Jackson Hastings' leg didn't hurt things. Yeah. My God, talking about hip drop. People are actually arguing whether he should get suspended. It's like, were you Yeah, but they were Queenslanders. They're Queenslanders. Yeah, I just... They are, all of them. Gracious <laughs> me. Uh, the, what got him only four weeks was the fact that everyone quite likes the guy. Yeah. I know. Anyway. Anyway, uh, you have been listening to... Free Greg Alexander. Brandy, if you're listening, I support you 100%, man. Yeah. The Storm are cheats and that. It all comes from the Storm. Uh, I've got to say, Greg Alexander, I don't like you. I didn't like you as a player. I don't much like you as a commentator. Uh, you are hideously biased against the Canberra Raiders. We all know it and we think you suck. Completely 100% agree with all your comments and standing by them firmly. Absolutely brilliant. Um, it's good to know that eventually even you can come up with something I agree with. Matthew? I'd like to just acknowledge that even the sun shines on a dog's ass. Mm, mm. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> okay, he's lost it. He's yeah, lost he, it. You he's can, been drinking you can cut that. What are we, are we trying to say goodbye and say that Greg Alexander's a fucking unbiased guy? Like We all know the Storm cheat. We all know the Panthers are a bunch of whinging assholes. I don't know. Like The Sharks are shit. Manly we hate. Raiders are getting jutted again by the NRL. It's just... Roll through St. George like we used to when we won 12 straight. Move on to the yeah. Knights next week because they're a paper mache side at the moment. Then on to Manly. Can't wait to beat Manly at home. They're a bogey side for us. And then uh, maybe they've rebuilt the stand at Leichhardt for us to roll up and put another. It wasn't a stand, on. it was a railing. But they are, re- they, are, they are redoing that. Have you been to that toilet? So it's above the toilet block. There's, that's the medieval. Um, <laughs> toilet dungeon that that railing's above that it's they're redoing that anyway that so that's got nothing to do with the andrea abdo Andrew abdo. uh not andrea abdo um perite withdrawn money or whatever else I anyway perite got a lot of support for that i yeah, heard he did anyway you have been listening to the third most popular oh the sorry the podcast formerly known as the third most popular raiders podcast on the internet raiders review with blake and the pork i'm the pork i'm blake and and i'm heather there's heather and we'll talk to you again soon good night heather Good night, lads. They can the pork. Well, they can the pork. Well, they can the pork. Yes, Gary's kid from Camnock. The week out of dog. I hope the Panthers lose in the grand final. <laughs> He's going. Fucking hell, what about that fucking game the other night, eh? I was fucking 14 skewies fucking deep watching in the Camnock Bowl, and Dad said, soon as that fucking weak gutted fucking dog, Jamin Salmon, or Jason Salmon, whatever the fuck his name is, he's some fucking Neville, so when he kicked our boy, Tommy Starlin in the ghoulies, and then fucking got him in the head. I stood up and said, send that weak gutted dog off the fucking field. Fucking disgraceful, mate. 
Only spends his one he fucks out to cry about it. Uh, poor Jamie's he's well being. Uh, he's mental health. Oh, he's doing it tough. Fuck Jamie Zimmerman, man. He's nothing but a weak out of dog. And fuck the Panthers. I they get beaten in the fucking grand final, pack of fuckers. Hey, what, what's going on with the Raiders, mate? We gotta bring back Robbie Schneider, mate. He's this faggot, he dropkick. Yeah, mate, he, he, just, he, just, he can't play. He's fucking, this kicking game's non-existent. Yeah, mate. He's as slow as a wet week. Dead sick. What is he offer? Someone tell me what faggot he's bringing to the fucking table, mate. Somebody. Because I'm all four patrons at the Camnock Ballet the other night when I was watching the game. They were in agreement with me. Fogarty, you're absolute dog shit, mate. Yeah, you fucking. And what about some of those fucking decisions, mate? Yeah, we just you knew after the first fifteen minutes, ah, oh, this fucking the ref didn't want us to win. We didn't stand a fucking chance. These fucking corrupt officials in the game, mate, I'm fucking over it. I'm ready to fucking turn me back on rugby league and not watch another game again, mate. I'm sick of it. Anyway, fucking Panthers. Fuck the weak gutter dog, Jamin Sam. Jason Sam, whatever the fuck his name is. Then go the fucking Raiders. I'm gonna, gonna go out to the back and fucking crack his Billy Billy.